episode 189 for August 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example on this Cullen Bunn-centric episode is on Venom number 26. In this issue, Minimum Carnage continues, and the Scarlet Spider and Venom have to work together to defeat Carnage. Now, the cover price for this book is $2.99. Mail Order has it for just a buck eighty-five. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang. We've got Bertoni on the line, and he's uh, had a chance at San Diego to talk to Cullen Bunn, the new writer of Venom. Well, tell me how the interview came about. He's a St. Louis native, too. I've got, I've friended on him on Facebook, too. Yeah, no, it was uh, right after the Amazing Spider-Man panel. I uh, spoke to our uh, friendly neighborhood uh, Marvel PR guy, Arun, who uh, this is our his third year helping us out. And I said, want to talk to the... Yeah. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Uh, Want to talk to uh, the guy who's writing Venom, Colin Bunn. He, to- he told me, because um, usually these things, I have to arrange them in advance. They don't get done on the spot. But he said, no, no, he'll do it. He'll do it. Just uh, grab him after the panel. Would, and that was my first time talking to him, grabbing him after the panel. And he was gracious about doing it. Actually, he had to catch a flight. So, like, right as he was done with me, he literally left, got into however he was going to get to the airports, you know, cab, car, or boat, or whatever, right by the docks, and had a, fl- and had a flight. And, uh, Right. Uh, poor Eddie, who's waiting in the green room, you know, for the next show that we're going to record. I had to, like, ditch him and Don <laughs> to, like, find somewhere quiet to go with this guy. But um, on on the way to do the interview, he and I were talking, and I mentioned um, I was trying to plug the Betty and Flash articles for him. And he says, I think I've seen those before. I think I've seen those. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. When I first got the... When I, when I first got the job co-writing Venom, someone at Marvel sent those to me as reference material. And, wow. <laughs> And I th- the only one I know that's read them is Steve Wacker, so then maybe his editor sent them to him. Uh, Rick Remender read them. Um, he, did, oh. he didn't have too much to say about them. He told me that he liked them, but he didn't like give any in-depth thoughts. But he said that he learned a lot from them, so might have been that's Rick. Awesome. All right, well, let's listen to Cullen's interview. Here we go. All right, it is the last day of San Diego Comic-Con. We just got out of the Amazing Spider-Man panel, and I'm here with... Uh, the writer of Spider-Man Season 1, and uh, he'll be taking, he's been co-writing Venom with Rick Remender, he'll be taking over with issue... 22, I believe, or issue, 23. Issue yeah. 23, yeah. Uh, it's 23. Uh, Cole, Colin Bunn, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Alright, and you and Rick are currently working on the Savage Six story in Venom? Yes. Yes, How is how's that been going, and what do we have to look forward to there? It's uh, It's been a lot of fun, uh, it's, it, you know, it's... Savage Six is a really dark, mean storyline. It's uh, we're not really pulling our punches when it comes to to what we're doing to to poor old Flash, and it's it's you know we're coming up on our last issue of that arc, and this this will be the issue where Flash finally you know confronts Crime Master and, and makes his last stand against uh, against the Savage Six. And we could talk about spoilers here. Uh, sure. We couldn't do it in the panel. The Crime Master was revealed to be Bennett Brandt. What is up with that? Well, uh, you know, we uh, we talked about it when we when we did the when we were doing our planning. Bennett Brandt was our our uh, our first choice, and we even you know we even discussed it a little bit with Dan Slott, and we tried to figure out you know who is the right character. And we knew a lot of people came back, came in, and said that they thought it was going to be Ned Leeds. And, I was uh, worried for yeah, a little bit. And, uh, you know, we thought, uh, we, and, and honestly, if, I, if I'm being honest, we talked about it possibly being Ned Leeds at one point. But uh, but Bennett Brandt felt right. It felt like the, the right kind of character to bring in uh, and to tie in some of those family issues. And, and, and we thought it would really, uh, 
honestly, we thought we kind of turned the knife for poor Betty and, and all the, the things she's gone through. Uh, so, yeah, and we wanted a character who, and I know a lot of people said, you know, he hasn't been around for a long time, so we didn't know who he was. But we kind of wanted that, you know. We wanted it to be a blank slate. Yeah, we wanted to be kind of a, a blank slate. And bringing Bennett back gives us this opportunity to do some interesting things with how exactly did he come back. And I'm not telling you, we're going to tell you everything about how he got back right now. But how he came back and, 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 and the crime master mythology in general. Yeah, that's one thing I'm curious about is the crime master mythology because we had we got a flashback to a crime master training Jack as a young boy, right. which means that either then it's been the crime master for a while, or is that the same crime master from the Dicko? I mean, and I don't know how old Jack O' Lantern is. Sure. So. You you will you will uh, you'll at least get some clues to answer that question in the final issue of the Savage Six arc. And, and then, and then, on, Prime Master may fade into the background a little bit for a little while, but he will still be—he uh, will still be playing a role okay. in Venom's life. So we're not killing off Bennett as soon as we brought him back. After we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Bennett. Okay. Okay. Now, how is Flash's world going to be different after the Savage Six arc? Um, well, after Savage Six, uh, Flash has seen sort of the the error of his ways. He's seen how he. Uh, you know how his mistakes have come back to haunt him, and uh, and he's going to try to do things right. And this is, you know, he's been a soldier, um, but now Flash really, really wants to try to be the superhero, and uh, it's going to be very hard for him. And and he knows the risks that he's put his friends and family in. He knows the pain he still brings them just by being around anymore. And uh, he, but he he wants to be a superhero. He's just not going to have an easy time of it because deep down, Flash still has that bully instinct. It's not something that you can get rid of, and he's going to really be fighting that. And he's really, uh, you know, he's going to be afraid of, of the symbiote and what the symbiote might do uh, if it ever, if it ever, if and when it ever, you know, cuts loose again. What's going to happen? So uh, he, Flash is going to be living with a lot of fear, but at the same time, he's really trying to do the right thing and and be the hero he's always wanted to be. And without spoiling too much, what is the future of his relationship with Betty Branch? You know. Uh, just within the last six months, there was uh, talks of marriage in that letter from his father, and uh, then they broke up. Now she knows he's Venom. Where do we go from here? Uh, I can tell you, without spoiling too much, that uh, that Flash and Betty are really going to hit some hard time. You know, even more difficult times. There may be, uh, you know, there there may even be to the point that there may even be someone new in Flash's life uh, mm. soon. Uh, what's her name from the Avengers that Chicky was flirting with the, the uh, female Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Yeah, it, it sure looks that way. <laughs> ah, what about Shashan? She was his physical therapist. Uh, oh, she, yeah, she's, um, she's disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah um, maybe that's a character we can uh, we can do something with. Yeah, I, I would love it if you would if yeah. you would bring her back. There's yeah, that's a, a, there would be an interesting dynamic there. Your ex girlfriend who you cheated on is now your physical therapist. Right. And, you know that would create problems for everyone. Will he be continuing with the Avengers? Uh, right, secret Avengers. It, I know we got different sexes. Yeah, Avengers. as far as I, as far as I know, he, he's definitely going to be continuing with, with the Avengers. I'll, you know, there could be some things shaking that up a little bit. How are you approached for Spider-Man season one? Um, that was early on, and and when I was working for Marvel, uh, I got a call about possibly, you know, uh, possibly working on a on one of the season one books, and it was Spider-Man. And uh, it, Steve Wacker gave me a call, and uh, we talked about it a little bit, and he asked if I wanted to, to give it a shot. You know, initially I thought it was going to be a very easy book to write, and then, uh, and then I thought it was going to be a really impossible book to write. And, uh, but, 
yeah, it was a, you know, we, we talked about it up front. He gave me a call, we talked about it, and that was, uh, that's all, you know, that's how the, how it started. It was pretty simple, pretty straightforward on that one. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, right after I signed my, or right, maybe even right before I signed my Marvel exclusive. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, hit the ground running. Yeah. Well, what were some of the guidelines? Because obviously you're trying to, you know, do a new universe and everything, but you can't, you know, well, you, you want to be faithful to the origin, but you don't want to just well, and, copy and it's actually, fantasy. It's, it's not a new universe. It's, it's supposed to, it was written to be in Marvel continuity with some updates. Oh, okay. Um, so, the, so when I first got it, uh, I remember even saying, well, maybe we'll start it with a scene of Peter being rushed into an emergency room, and he's been bitten by, you know, things like that, and uh, I was, you know, that was quickly, you know, they came back and said, no, we want to keep this. It can't. If, you know, it has to be canon. It has to be what you've seen, um, and and that made it a little more challenging because um, we were trying to you know tell a new story, but I couldn't change anything that had been you know put out there uh, ever. Uh, and we focused on this. what is that? We it's a, it's a train. Yeah. We focused on that. You know, I focused on what I read in like the first ten issues of Spider-Man. I tried to find the best stories I could pull out to actually give it some some pizzazz and make it make sense. Um, and uh, you know, the other guideline was we wanted it for readers who who hadn't read Spider-Man necessarily, but maybe even you know some younger readers. So I actually definitely approached it with a a more middle reader and teen reader in mind for, for that book. Um, those were the big guidelines. You know, don't change. Don't change too much, and uh, make it modern, and you know, keep it uh, accessible to younger readers. And will you be writing a sequel? Uh, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit. I don't know what the plans are for that. Um, you know, I can say, you know, the, the one thing I, I did want to make sure it was important. You know, that there were things in Spider-Man Season One that kind of, you know, even that, even though they weren't in the original Spider-Man story, that kind of played out in the rest. And like uh, the, the reporter character that I introduced, the Muckraker, uh, Katie Kiernan. Uh, is going to play a big role in Venom, so she will be resurfacing. Oh, okay. She'll be coming back in in my first solo Venom arc. She uh, she comes back and becomes a, a a regular recurring character in Venom. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, last question before uh, let you leave sure. on your jet plane. Okay. Uh, what are what are some ambitions? Things that you have to look that you're looking forward to, whether it be Venom, Spider Man, Marvel Comics in general for your career. Well, you know, one of the things I like to do is I like to take my time with a story and really work on world building and mythology building and, and taking, you know, taking a slow burn to introduce some things. And uh, my stuff I've done for Marvel so far has been a lot of miniseries, you know, a, a lot of short arcs. Uh, but with Venom now, I finally get to, you know, I, I finally get to pan out a long series and take my time doing some things. Uh, so I've, I've submitted like the first 18 issues worth of plot. I said this is what I want to do with it. And, uh, you know, and I like the idea that there are elements that, you know, I know people are going to, you know, you were in the panel there, and you know, I know people want to see Toxin and what's going to happen with yeah. Toxin. And I want to take the time to develop Toxin. If you remember Eddie Brock as Venom, there was a character there, and you developed this character. And I want to take the time to develop Toxin as Eddie Brock, as a big character. Um, but I want to do it slow. I don't want to just rush in and do all those things, bam, bam, bam. I want to take my time doing it. There's, you know, I know people have asked, you know, when is when's Venom going to, like, Hulk out again and be huh. big venom and and that may be coming but I'm gonna take my time getting to it and I like I like building up that kind of tension uh, I like taking the time to, to have those big events and those big reveals. Well, Colin, thank you very much for uh, being with us today. Thanks a lot, I appreciate it, man. And uh, next issue of Venom, conclusion the Savage Six. That'll be issue twenty one. It's on sale in, August or no two weeks I think. I think it's in two weeks. Yeah.
Well, nice guy, Bertone. He was uh, he, he was gracious. He, I'm looking forward to him taking over Venom. Yeah, and, um, well, I guess it's safe to say now that the book's out. I predicted, based on what he said, that, oh, so you're not going to kill off Bennett Brandt, uh, the issue after he comes back? They killed off Bennett Brandt, the issue after he came back. <laughs> For those long time, because I had to be refreshed about Bennett Brandt. He's Betty's brother, who allegedly died in what issue of Amazing? I mean, I have Issue 11. He, wow! His only appearance, aside from flashbacks and stuff like Untold Tales, and right. of course Betty's taken the dead brother card and played it every time she's had a problem. Like, oh, ever since my brother died, ever since my, I, and I, I don't know if we'll talk about this on the other show, but the night it, it might have been the night before the interview. I hadn't even read the issue yet, and I was looking at it with Don, and we're sitting in the hotel room at San Diego, and we're turning the pages, and we're like, why does the crime master have all these pictures of himself with Betty? And we both saw it coming as he's taking off his mask. And when it said Bennett Brand, we screamed for like, for like a full minute. I, I couldn't believe that Marvel did that. Yeah. Did he talk about anything from reading your articles about Betty and, and uh, etc. that he's interested in pursuing with Flash? Or no, not off the mic or I, every, yeah. everything. We just kind of you know made small talk as we were setting up there. But he did say that he had read them and he thought it was interesting and that it was sent him as reference material, which I got to say for the rest. Of really? the, uh, I'm reference material. You are you are the Spider Wikipedia. <laughs> So, all right. Uh, thanks for doing the interview. And, and uh, Cullen Bunn, good luck on Venom. I'm looking forward to it. That Venom title's solid. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks to Cullen for taking time at San Diego to talk to us. Also, thanks to Bertoni for being our reporter and snagging the interview. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another example of their great prices on Cullen Bunn work is on the Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe trade paperback. Now this thing is selling out on the stands, and now's your chance to pick it up and trade. The cover price is $14.99. Mail order has it for just $9.29. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. <laughs>